Here's a message from Ken Lavica. On this day in 2010, the biggest South Florida sports moment in the last 15 years. Let's relive it, shall we? Stone LeBanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. I remember it vividly. This fall, I'll be taking my talents to 12 years ago today. I am old as hell. Good God. The best part about that, the best part about that is that I was on ESPN National Radio the night of the decision. And I was telling the ESPN National host, I got asked the obligatory, what's the scene down there? And I just made something up because I was in West Palm. (laughs) (laughs) The most me thing ever. Ken Levick alive on a Friday. Thank Christ here on ESPN 106.3 free ESPN app and on your smart speaker and in John Levine accident attorney studios downtown West Palm Beach Phillips Point Towers right off of the muggy and disgusting intracoastal Stone Labanowitz Friday Night Lights he is my solo companion here today he runs this meltdown until two o'clock and again it was the night of July 8th 2010 after two weeks of speculation and Just two days prior, more like 36 hours prior, we had learned that both Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh were signing with the Heat in what is the most significant free agency period in the history of sports. We've never seen anything like it, at least North American sports. Perhaps there's something bigger when Lionel Messi went to PSG, left Barcelona, or any of the moves that Ronaldo has made. But on this continent, and especially in this country, there was no bigger free agency period, no bigger off-the-court story, I think, from that standpoint, certainly in the last 15, 20 years, maybe over the last several decades, than that summer of 2010. So Wade and Bosch were in place. ESPN, LeBron James sits down for many who admired him, this ill-fated in their eyes, and LeBron James made the following announcement in front of children in his hometown of Akron, Ohio. The answer to the question everybody wants to know. LeBron, what's your decision? Um, and this fall, man, it's, it's, it's very tough. That's when you know. Um, and this fall, I'm going to take my talents to South Beach and um, join the Miami Heat. Why? Um, <clears throat> like I said before, um, I feel like it's, it's going to give me the best opportunity to, to win and to win for multiple years. Um, and not only just to win in a regular season or just to win um, five games in a row or three games in a row. Um, I want to be able to win championships, and I feel like I can compete down there. And he, when he did, he won two championships, came up short in year one. They made a lot of missteps, said a lot of weird things. But ultimately, they found themselves. They won two titles. I love, let, let's play from the top one more time. After he makes his announcement and says, I'm going to be a member of the Miami Heat, you can hear the audible groan in that boys and girls club, the 
Just listen closely for it. LeBron, what's your decision? Um, in this fall, man, this is very tough. Um, in this fall, I'm going to take my talents to South Beach and um, join the Miami Heat. Uh, Why? Like someone, there's some dude in there too. You can hear he's like, yeah. Like trying to support the hometown guy, but his heart has been shattered into five million pieces. There was one faint clap one, in the background. It was just one. That yeah. <laughs> And that was, that was someone who knew nothing about basketball. She just knew that LeBron James said something important. She's like, ah, good for him. Yes, he made he his decision. no clue what was going on. <laughs> so that was 12 years ago tonight. Damn. I remember being at the old ESPN 760 studios uh, on Palm Beach Lakes Boulevard, and Evan and JMP... And the whole crew over there, J-Mart, and that whole day, like there was an expectation. Now, me, this was at a previous time in my life. I hadn't fully embraced heat culture yet Okay. at that point. At the time, full transparency, I was very anti-super team. I was very anti-LeBron coming down to South Florida. Now I'm appreciative of it. Now I understand it. Now I get it. Now I know that it truly shaped what we know Pat Riley to be as an executive, okay? But then I didn't. But it was it was Evan. This might happen. This might happen. Think this is going to happen. JMP was being an optimist about this entire thing. There were some teammates who were from the North, Bulls fans, who were threatening violence against JMP if he celebrated <laughs> when LeBron James made his announcement. But it was a bizarre day. I cannot remember. I can't remember a circumstance like that. The last time that there has been the collective eye on South Florida on one individual moment. For sure. Because we've got so many people from so many different places, and it didn't matter. It transcended all fan bases, and it was. It's still, I have not found a moment that has matched it. It's a seismic. Shift? Off the floor. Yeah, a seismic shift. Exactly. It was historic. You knew nothing Nothing was going to be the same ever right. again. And in the NBA, it hasn't been the same ever again. Because you can say all you want about Kevin Garnett, and I actually used his name in the right, uh, when I actually meant to use it, right. unlike Context. yesterday, when I was talking about Kevin Durant and said Kevin Garnett. Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, that was not a big three. Nope. That was acquisitions that got that done. This was truly the free agency victory of a lifetime. All three of them. Oh, technically it was signing trade. No, all right, fine. It was free agency, though. Okay. But let's let's since this was 12 years ago, okay, let's just think from July 8th, 2010 on. Let's erase, erase the two heat championships that LeBron won down here. Okay. Let's wipe them off of this discussion. Because when I saw this this morning, it didn't occur to me until it popped up on Twitter. Sporting News tweeted that. Like, wow, man, what would be even close to as significant down here? And I truly don't know. Other than, other than the Heat Championships, and we're wiping them out of this conversation, you take the Heat Championships 2012, 2013 off the table, what's the most significant South Florida sports moment since the decision? If you can't count the Heat titles... What's the most significant South Florida sports moment since the decision? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776.
3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063, but that's 888-760-3776. Now, the interesting thing about this, too, is that in South Florida, it can be a petty moment, something that didn't even take place involving a South Florida team, something that didn't take place in South Florida. Like, for me, do you remember what my greatest sports moment was until the White Sox won the World Series in 2005? No. It was Steve Bartman ruining the Cubs' chances of going to the World Series. That was my favorite sports moment of my life for a year and a half. I didn't know Because that. I'm petty as hell. The ground ball that he... That he... The, 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 the fly ball, oh. the foul ball that he reached over Moises Alou's glove to interfere with. And that <laughs> opened the door for the Marlins to score six in the seventh in game six, win game seven, break Cubs fans' hearts. Yeah. It was amazing. Truly amazing. Truly one of the best moments of my life. And I've had two children. And got married. <laughs> Wanted to make sure I mentioned that before uh, my wife gets very mad at me. Um, other than the Heat Championship, since the decision, what's been the biggest moment in South Florida sports history? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Let's start things off in wonderful Lake Worth. That's where Kevin is. What's up, Kev? Hey, Ken. Uh, so I actually have a really good story about when LeBron signed. Okay. Uh, about a about a year before he did, uh, I'm a weird guy who loves even as a like a ten year old. I would always build up franchises in mm-hmm. NBA mm-hmm. Live, sure. Madden, all that. I saw where we could sign all three players, and I remember going to my friends. I'm like, Pat Riley is going to sign <laughs> LeBron James, Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade. And they just looked at me like, okay, but like, have fun. You need to stop drinking. And I was like, guys, it's going to happen. You're 10 years old. You're 10 years old. Sure and so, I'm sure they were talking about well, no, I, was, I, was, I was, I was 19. At oh, okay. Got 19 it. when he started. Oh, that yeah. means still. I'm just saying as a 10-year-old, I like to do I, I, You like I, to do that I stuff. I like to so wait, you, yeah. You're saying that you're the Riles whisperer. You foresaw, you, you foretold the free agency hall that the Heat would bring in in the summer of 2010. Because of your NBA Live franchise mode trade machine. Correct. That's sick. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I'm like Lonzo Ball's dad, Lamar Ball. <laughs> I, I spoke it into existence. Manifested it. I love that. Yes. I, I, now, now that you mentioned NBA Live, and by the way, I'm both parts impressed and kind of scared of you now, Kevin. Um, but I, if you mentioned NBA Live, uh, I, I would play NBA Live 94 on Sega a ton as a kid. And I was so weird. I would trade Hakeem Olajuwon from the Rockets to the Mavs. And then I would play on easy mode where Hakeem Olajuwon could be the only one taking the shots. And it was only threes. And if he missed, he could get his own rebound and dunk. And I played a whole season like that with Hakeem Olajuwon scoring like 98 points a game. So uh, I'm, I'm a loser. A massive, <laughs> massive loser. Kevin foretells of great free agency halls. I used to Kim Olajuwon an entire season of NBA Live 94 on the Dallas Mavericks for some reason where I made the rules that only he could shoot the ball. I have a problem. My biggest problem with Kevin is why he's playing NBA Live instead of NBA 2K if we're talking like five years ago or whatever it was or maybe ten years ago. Now... NBA Live on the Sega, that's a different story. 2K hadn't come out yet, but why right. are you playing? NBA, NBA Live is like the the great value brand NBA 2K. See, that, and I don't have much of a – I'm leaning on you on this because I don't have much of a, uh, a bearing on this because I was done with NBA video games yeah. before truly the NBA 2K stuff took off. Like I said, 
I was playing NBA Live 94. That gives you an idea of where I was at and when I was playing. And I didn't make it to 2K. I just graduated solely to Madden and NHL and FIFA. I never kept up with NBA. When did that? So I'm guessing year 2000, 1999, 2000 is when NBA took 2K took over. Yeah, it definitely did. So where did you tap out on the Nintendo 64? When, when did you? No, your video PlayStation. Game? Oh, it's PS1. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, PS One, PS One. Because then I just went to uh, I just went to FIFA. Yeah, I went to NHL. I went to uh, MLB. I went to Madden. Yeah. Yeah. So I tapped out. PS One was late '90s, so that's when I was gone. Okay, I hear you. Yeah, probably that 2000 era is when 2K kind of took over in all aspects. Do they still make NBA Live, or is that dead? It's dead. Really? Like they don't make it? And if if I'm wrong and there's an NBA Live, it's going to be $22.99 from the uh, marketplace, whether it's PlayStation Network or Xbox. I'm going to see it in a bin at the dollar store. Let's see. Yeah, the Walmart ones that are in the middle of the aisle. NBA Live. Uh, Yeah, it doesn't look like. The latest release, September 7th, 2018. Okay. NBA Live is officially dead and buried. (laughs) Other than the decision, what's the... Best moment, other than the two Heat titles, other than the two Heat titles after the decision, what's the best South Florida sports moment since the decision? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Dolphins fans? Oh, yeah, baby. May I introduce you to or reintroduce you to the Miami Miracle, courtesy of Ian Eagle and CBS? Seven seconds left. Cut. Tannehill will throw it, and this will end it after the shovel, or will it? Miami running around, circling, oh look out, Krakowski didn't have the angle, touchdown, oh Canyon Drake, a miracle! Ah yes, Patriots fans. I want you to let that wash over you. In fact, let's hear it one more time. And Patriots fans, I want you to listen closely as it gets near the goal line. Kenyon Drake sprinting for the pylon. And Ian Eagle realizes that it's Rob Gronkowski who stands between Kenyon Drake and the end zone. Good game planning, Bill. Seven seconds left. Tannehill will throw it. This will end it after the shovel, or will it? Miami running around, circling. Oh, look out! Krakowski didn't have the angle. Touchdown! Oh, I still feel like that is the best moment the Dolphins have had since they went to the playoffs in 2008. Not even going to the playoffs under Gase, where they got bombed out by Pittsburgh. Yeah, I feel like... They're, them winning the AFC East, there's been no moment in Dolphins history that has equaled what turned out to be a meaningless win. Great play, meaningless win in a season that was just sort of with a quarterback that was just sort of. For sure. When you're talking about moments, it, it's got to be awesome number moment. one. Just moment. It didn't mean a damn thing yeah. other than us being able to gloat about it towards Patriots fans. Which they had probably won the last 18 games mm-hmm. we played them and stuff. But I can't think of a moment. Era, though, was when Ronnie Brown introduced the Wildcat to us. Like, that's something that, that commemorates with But that me. was 2008, so that yeah. was before the decision. Ooh, yeah, it was. Yeah, that was, was Ronnie Brown and Ricky Williams, part of the Wildcat, <laughs> yes, and beating the sir. Patriots. That was the year they won the AFC mm-hmm. East. Um, but uh, as far as South Florida sports moments go, other than the heat, it's been dry. It has been flat out dry down here. It has been tough to find. I mean, 
the the Panthers won the President's Cup this year. You had, well, I'm trying to think about the Marlins. The Marlins, really, their biggest moment was the most tragic moment imaginable with Jose Fernandez dying. That is correct. The boating accident. Other than that, what in the hell have the, the Marlins done since the decision? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Like nothing other than, I believe, open the ballpark. Open the new ballpark. That's it. That's it. They <laughs> which, open the ballpark. Which I love Lone Depot. Uh, yeah, it's great. It's great. Beautiful place. Yeah, but then their their transcendent baseball pitching talent died. Now like that, if, that's That's been their biggest moment for, for all sure. the wrong reasons. Now, because you excluded the two heat titles, mm-hmm. can I slip in a play from the playoff run? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so that doesn't count. I mean, that doesn't count, right? Well, I mean, no, no, no. Th- those, those heat playoff runs, those title runs, you have to exclude. The LeBron because moments. Ray, because Ray Allen. The shot, right. The shot. Well, no, you can't use it. Okay. You can't use it, but what because. you can use is Jimmy Butler, his legendary performance in Game 5 of the NBA Finals in the bubble. Most definitely the could. The one with the iconic shot of him yeah. leaning over the sponsor board behind the basket in exhaustion. Yeah. Or is 48 points from the Eastern Conference Finals. For sure. To keep the heat alive. There's legendary performances. That's the thing. You can say all you want about Jimmy Butler, but Jimmy Butler is almost completely responsible for all of the greatest South Florida sports moments by himself since the decision. Think about that. Jimmy Butler in the bubble. Jimmy Butler in this playoff run this year. There are four to five different performances I can pick out than supersede Anything else we could potentially talk about? Yeah, it's a good call. Think about that. Everybody's memories of these recent Miami Heat playoff runs, like all the memories you made with your family, your friends, the bets you've made, the money you've made, it's all really because it of is, Jimmy Butler. It is proof that every other franchise down here, other than the Heat, really, truly, usually suck. <laughs> I mean, they suck so bad. <laughs> The Panthers went a damn decade without going to the playoffs in a sport where 16 teams, half the league goes into the po- uh, the postseason. Now, we haven't spoken about this recent playoff um, Panthers run, and I think it, it's because it's more so embarrassing to us. Like, it embarrassed us. The hype we gave them, the love we gave them we leading up all season. We talked a good three minutes about them in the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, a good <laughs> We three talked minutes. a good three minutes about the Panthers. And how did they repay us? <laughs> Giving up a goal with two seconds left in the second round against Tampa on game two. And getting swept. That's how we got repaid and then getting swept. All the while, allegedly going out to strip clubs in Tampa after going down three games to none. And being the strongest offense Which in the league. Being one yeah. of the best teams, yeah. the best overall teams in the league. Most goals yeah. score right behind the Avalanche. And we're excited going into the playoffs. And they get just kicked out the club real early. See? Like, President's Cup is up there, but then what followed, we know what followed, and it's wildly disappointing. They basically just take it away from them. All right, it's a Friday. Let's just get weird with this. If you wipe out the Heat title playoff run since the decision, the LeBron, Wade, Bosh title runs, if you wipe them out since the decision, what's been the biggest South Florida sports moment? 888-760-3776. Tweet at us at KLV1063. This is the 12-year anniversary of the decision. LeBron James in Akron announces he is going to the Miami Heat. Biggest South Florida sports moment since the decision if you wipe out the Heat playoff runs. 888-760-3776. He's still in the Banowitz Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live. We take your calls when we come back on ESPN 106.3. 
From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. We have come to a realization, other than the heat, South Florida sports is really craptastic. I mean, you know it is, but then when you start talking it through, it really, really hits you in the face. I mean, hard, like tire iron hard. And it gets more depressing when you try to think of moments. I know. And you can't come up. Because you're really fortunate. Because, again, <laughs> we brought up the Dolphins-Patriots-Miami miracle. But that was for nothing. You're right. That season ended up just being a dud. It was like, oh, okay, fine, okay. <laughs> like, I think Dolphins fans would also point to Ryan Fitzpatrick beating the Patriots in Week 17, leading to the end of Tom Brady in New England. But still, like that was for all good feel-feels. Didn't mean anything. I don't know. I guess... Technically, Ryan Fitzpatrick ending Tom Brady's uh, Patriots dynasty run. But then the dude just went to Tampa and won yeah. a championship. He just rubbed it in our face. Right. So, it was satisfying for a moment, and then it wasn't after that. Other than the decision, or since the decision, other than the Heat title runs, it's the best moment in South Florida sports history. I'm sure I can do it cleaner, but as we talked about yesterday, my brain is starting to rot. I'm going to blame it on the, uh, the illness. Um, but... If you wipe away the Heat championship runs, since the decision, what's been the best moment in South Florida sports history? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. We're a couple of minutes away from Carolina Panthers starting safety. Jeremy Chin, still in the Banowitz's former teammate at Southern Illinois. He'll jump on with us, talk about Baker Mayfield to the Carolina Panthers. Eddie is in Boynton. Eddie's on Ken Levick Alive. Hi, Eddie. Hey, Ken. How are you, buddy? Good, man. How about you? Good, good, man. Um, since uh, you kind of stole my thunder a little bit about the uh, Jose Fernandez situation in 2016, which was a horrible tragedy, um, and uh, there really isn't a lot of sports, uh, sports things that you could say were positive. So I'm going to go the opposite way. I'm going to go negative. How about when uh, Tiger Woods ran for his life from his house, from his wife, getting caught with all them porn stars, that was, uh, I want to say, 2013 or 14 or so. Uh, uh, yes. And now wait, that was wait. in Orlando, technically. So if we're keeping this geographically correct, if it was Florida, sure. Now, South Florida, I suppose if you wanted to stay with the same thing, it was Tiger getting pulled over in Jupiter with the the pills in his system. Yeah. Absolutely. There we go. Oh, okay, all We right. can find uh, another Tiger. I got, another one, I, I got another one to fit <laughs> the figure, the, the criteria for you in my back pocket. There you go, Eddie. <laughs> Oh, Tiger. Yeah, how about, what about uh, the owner of the, the Patriots getting a rubbing yeah. Jupiter? Yeah, that's that, more that, like it. Very well, see, proud moment. That, that's, a, that's a great moment. Robert Kraft going there to get a little, a, a little extracurricular activity in Jupiter. Now we're talking, Eddie. Appreciate that. We got ourselves to the point. Eddie, put, put us in the right direction. We should have just right. been going negative. You know what? Sometimes you just got to workshop it. And we got to the bottom of it. Perfect, perfect. In Robert Kraft's case, literally got to the bottom of it. All right, so um, there's one that we're missing. One that we're missing. When Notre Dame came down to play Miami, college game day in Coral Gables, I've been down here since 2007. There has not been a single game, not a Florida State game, not the rare time Florida comes down here, Virginia Tech, when Ohio State came down, 
Not a single game. Not Oklahoma coming down. Yeah. Not a single game that matched the intensity, the nastiness, the jet engine sound of Hard Rock Stadium when Notre Dame came in. Loudest it's ever been. The, to, the You can make an argument that this moment, courtesy of Trajan Bandy, was the best moment other than the heat since the decision in South Florida sports history. Adams is back in the game. Book delivers a dart. Intercepted. Look out. Trajan Bandy, the true freshman. Break out the chain again. I mean, just listen to that. Just a wall of sound. Chris Fowler, ESPN on the call. That night, that's when you truly felt like, oh, my God, Mark Richt has something that is becoming a monster. For sure. And then a month later, you lost to Pitt, and then the Canes have never been the same. Literally. There's a bunch of young savages running around on the field. Rick did it. He can recruit. We're back. That place, Hard Rock was in a frenzy. Now you're two head coaches later. (laughs) (laughs) Two head coaches later. But we're back again. But he's pulling five stars. Now you're back again. That's right. The true, the true... Kane's mindset. We're back. We're back. We were back then. Okay, maybe not. Now we're back. We're back. Five stars are coming to Coral Gables. Jeremy Chin in just a couple of uh, seconds here on, on Ken Levick Alive. Let's go to social media. Old Man Roman, he tweets, Tyree Kill going to the Dolphins. Now, that was cool. That was cool. But I think Tyree Kill, it's not gr- It's not a greatest moment. It's like top 15. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Top Sure, top 15. That's perfect. But I do think that... Uh, him producing something on the field can end up being greater than him just signing with the Dolphins. It was a surprise, greatest moment. I think there's still a story that needs to be written with that. Hey, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptisthealthnet slash orthocare today for more information. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians and leading-edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, jaw replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealthnet slash orthocare for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash orthocare. That's baptisthealth.net slash orthocare. That is Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. Joining us now here on Ken LeVica Live is a man who is entering his third season. Free safety with the Carolina Panthers, one of the best young safeties in the entire sport, and former teammate of Stone Lebanowitz at Southern Illinois. He is now a teammate of Baker Mayfield. That guy's been in the news a little bit over the last a couple of bit. days. Jeremy Chin with us here on ESPN 106.3. Uh, Jeremy, I want to start here. When you would practice at Southern Illinois and you saw Stone get reps behind center, how excited did you and your teammates get on the practice field? Oh, we, we was all hyped to see Stone back there. Stone always came with a different type of heart. So how many times did you pick him off? I guess that's what I'm asking. Did, did, you, did you ever pick him off? Did you ever rub it in a little bit? How did, how did that go? I don't know if I ever picked Stone off. Stone might have just, he probably just ran away from me every time I was out on the field with him. <laughs> yeah, Jeremy, when he asked you that question, he was looking for the other side of things. You said he came with a lot of heart and stuff. He wanted to know. We were excited because we were going to pick yeah. him off. Yeah, and yeah. He was giving us Christmas presents. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Nah, that's going to make nah, you look good to the coaches, man. That's my, that's my guy right there. But, but Stone, <laughs> he never, he didn't want to throw my way. 
<laughs> you knew better. I, yeah, that's. I should have just said that. I, I didn't know what he was going to say, and I do remember him picking me off once. But, yeah, I never threw Jeremy this way. There was no point. Now, another thing. Or he wasn't even on the field when I was on the field. So <laughs> I was going to say, you're working with the threes, man. <laughs> Jeremy's with the ones, dude. Um, I, I, another thing that, that Stone told me about your, your college days is that if it was time to bulk up, the plan at Southern Illinois was house Sloppy Joe's or pulled pork. Is that true? <laughs> the, yeah, that's, the what, crock, that's what they fed us. The Crock-Pot meals. Talk a little bit yep. about the Crock-Pot meals yep. and what we were forced to eat. Yeah, yeah, right right outside the meeting room. <laughs> so what did you do? You just walk up, you spoon some meat on some bread, and you just kill those? Like, is that is that something you, you typically had to do? Were you always trying to put on some more bulk? No, nah, I wasn't typically trying to put on, get all bulky, but, uh, yeah, no, that was, that was the thing, though. Guys would just come out of meetings. Got some sloppy Joe, whatever was in the fridge, heat it up, <laughs> put it on a, a piece of bread, and get to it. Yeah. Just literally get to it. Your Just name would be on a list. It was like, okay, this guy needs to gain eight pounds. This guy needs to add ten. Sloppy and, Joe time. And there's just sloppy Joe all over the table. Yeah, I, for, the I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, man, it seems like uh, he, he's only been in the league three years, but it feels like ten years ago Jeremy Chin was eating uh, sloppy Joes out of a crock pot outside the meeting rooms. <laughs> Carolina Panthers safety. Jeremy Chin with us here on ESPN 106.3. Uh, what what have you been doing this offseason? Because you're a couple of weeks away from camp. You're going to have the conditioning test once you get uh, once you get to training camp. Where are you at right now? Can you pass that conditioning test right now? He ain't worried about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to pass the conditioning test. I'm going to pass the conditioning test. No no worries there. But, uh, no, I've been training. I've been so I've been trying to switch up my regimen, man. Uh, I want to do more a lot more conditioning. I, I think it's important the way the game's going. Um you know, I read a pretty interesting stat that, you know, most fumbles and, and interceptions and sacks happen late in drives and late in the game. So uh, I think it, it's been an emphasis for me just to add a more rigorous conditioning to my, my training sessions. Jeremy, we're talking about conditioning, man. I think you uh, play 200 snaps at each level. I saw this uh, courtesy of Next Gen Stats. But at the line of scrimmage, over 200 snaps. At corner, 200 snaps. At safety, 200 snaps. And at the linebacker level, 200 snaps. Are you going to do that again this season? Is this what it's like going forward? Is this what we should expect from you? Just a guy all over the place leading that defense around? Yeah. I mean, that's that's how I affect the game. Um, you know, I, I've had that experience at every level, you know, on the defense sure. from, like you said, scrimmage to, you know, outside, playing the second level, playing back in the third level. Uh, any way I can affect the game and just keep the quarterback thinking. Third-year Carolina Panthers safety Jeremy Chin, former teammate of Stone Labanowitz here with us. Ken Levick alive on ESPN 106.3. I guess I'm curious, how much were you paying attention to the Baker Mayfield saga in Cleveland and where he might go uh, during the course of this offseason? Uh, honestly, I try not to pay too much attention to it. You know, I, it's something I have zero control over. So, you know, whatever happens, happens. He's here now. And I'm excited. I'm looking forward to camp and just seeing him and Sam, you know, compete. So uh, I'm ready for it. Uh, when it, when you find out this happens, do you get someone who calls you or texts you from the, in the organization, or do you learn about it like us two dopes do, where we're watching ESPN and we see it on Twitter? How does how does Jeremy Chin find out that Baker Mayfield mm-hmm. is his new teammate? Yeah, I found out on Twitter. <laughs> Just like he's just like yeah. us. They're all he's humans. He's just like us. The dude's playing yeah. 200 snaps of safety in the NFL. He's going to be a Pro Bowler, but he finds out just like us. See, 
Yeah, Jeremy, we wanted to, we wanted to role play yeah. with you because yeah, because I, I I'm curious. Stone and I were discussing this. How many questions in training camp are you going to get from reporters that sounds like this, uh, Jeremy? From your side of the ball, how would you analyze Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield? How many questions like that do you think you're going to get in training camp? Over under, if you were setting a line. <laughs> Over under. Uh... As far as assessing the quarterbacks, I don't know, man. Or, or something along know, the lines of who, who do you like out there, Jeremy? Who's shining the most? Like, are you a Baker guy or Sam guy? Just however they're going to find a way to ask that. What's the over-under on that? Uh, I would say about three throughout, throughout Okay, three? Camp. All right, I'm going to put the I'm, – I'm going to revise that number to about 25. I was going to okay. say, I'm hammering the <laughs> over three. Yeah, 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 I'm hammering that over three. Stone and I are going on vacation after we ha- uh, hammer that over. Um, but I wanted to role play because you, you're a veteran now. Can you believe it? This is your third season in the NFL. You've gone through the media training. Uh, you understand how to handle big city media now. I just wanted to role play what your your I'm not going to say anything. Toe the company line. Coach speak. Jeremy Chin answer is going to be so. So just real quick, uh, just <laughs> pretend we're we're coming off the practice field. It's hot, sweaty. You don't want to be there. The last thing you want is microphones in front of you. And and I say, oh, uh, Jeremy, uh, from from your vantage point, uh, how would you assess the battle between Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield? As, as, that's a tough answer to to, to give right now because I have nothing to go off of. Well, you you got to be prepared. We're 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 preparing you right so now. So I would say you started that you started that perfectly. You should just be like, uh, hey, that's a tough question to ask because they're both so talented and it's been a yeah, really good on, battle. Jeremy. I look forward to the challenge of going against them in practice every day. Boom. There you go. We just did your job for you. There you go. There you, go. Yeah, you can just, you can just, we, we recorded that, so we'll send it to you hey, and tell, you can memorize yeah, it. Yeah, I was about to say, tell, tell Stone to text that over to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, hey, we're, we're just trying to help you here because you got other things to worry about. Um, uh, here with Jeremy right. Chin, Carolina Panthers safety here on ESPN 106.3. Uh, I don't know if you knew this, Stone, or remembered this. Jeremy scooped up a fumble and brought it back for a touchdown. In his rookie season, what, you think I forgot? Okay, I'm just, I'm just trying to make sure you remember this. Uh, do you remember any part of that? Because my insides would be exploding with my first NFL touchdown on the defensive side of the ball. What do you remember about that? Uh, I remember everything about it. Uh, let me see, Dalvin Cook, he was out empty, motioned back to the backfield, next to Kirk, and then he moved over to the other side. So I was going to blitz, and when he moved over, my blitz was off. So Shaq Thompson ended up blitzing. Zach Curry ended up getting in. Uh, knocked the ball out of Kirk Cousins' hands. I saw it, just scooped, picked it up like a fast break, and just dunked the ball. Man, and just literally dunked the ball. Ken, he was the first player yeah. in the Super Bowl era with two fumble recovery TDs, same game, and also the fastest two defensive touchdowns ever. That's ever. amazing. And ever. so, but the way he remembers all of it, that's what happens when you're talented, locked in, and you expect greatness. Me, the way I put it, where I would have forgotten everything and just been floating and unconscious. That's what happens when you live like ho- hoping you get lucky. And things like that happen to you. <laughs> Jeremy expected it. He worked for it, and it came to him. Um, what What is uh, – Theo Dorsey, who is one of our co-hosts here on this radio show, huge Panthers fan, loves the Panthers, and I guess I'm trying to give him some optimism. What is your forecast for the 2022 Carolina Panthers, Jeremy? How, how do you get him jacked for the season? Yeah, so Jeremy, he's not a Baker Mayfield fan, so he's really upset right now, and he's right now currently in fan-free agency. <laughs> so we need your pitch to bring him back. What do you got? You're, so hold on, you're a Panthers fan, but you're not a Baker Mayfield fan? 
Yes, yes, that is that yeah, is see, Theo Dorsey. That's the thing. He's Jeremy's a, saying Theo's got to be Theo has got to just jump on board. Believe Jeremy believes. Why shouldn't yeah, Theo? You have to, man. You have to. He's on the squad now, so yeah. Be real. Be that's, real that's about it. it. <laughs> no fake fans allowed. No fake fans allowed. What is your um, uh, just a, a couple of more here with uh, with Jeremy Chin, um, uh, former Southern Illinois Saluki, and now Carolina Panthers safety. What is your your memory of Stone Labanowitz other than having a heart? What is your memory of him as the mm. Southern Illinois quarterback who, once you graduated, of course, then he decided to figure out how to play college ball and went on a playoff run. Um, but uh, but but what's your 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 best memory of Stone? Uh, my best memory of Stone. I'm trying to think too. Um, right. <laughs> How's in those sloppy joes, man? I mean, <laughs> I mean, really, the the thing that I would, that I can say, and I feel like a lot of my teammates would also say is, it, like I already said it, but it's hard. Like, obviously, he's not the tallest guy, he's not the biggest guy, but I mean, he could be out in the pocket and just make something shake out of nothing. You know what I mean? Like, he's the magician, man, the magic man. He made something happen. Mm. How do you feel about him in the radio industry now? Like doing sports media? Did you ever see that possibly happening in his future? Uh, no, I could definitely see it happening. Just the way, I mean, the way he always talked about sports, the way he talked about football in general, um, I could definitely see it happening. And I remember when we played Miami, I saw him out there on the sideline, and it was like, damn, like, he's he's really doing this. Like, we're really out here. So it was, it was pretty cool. <laughs> that was a cool moment. Why is this guy wearing a suit and a tie yeah, right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, I'm just, <laughs> listen, I'm just glad he uh, he was a better quarterback than he is a, uh, a sports talk radio host, okay, Jeremy? So I'm glad that you saw the, the best of, uh, of Stone Labanowitz. Um, but from here on out, up until training camp, what's the plan for you? What What's on the docket for Jeremy Chin? Uh, up until training camp, we've got a, a little less than three weeks. So um, I'll be out here in Carolina. Uh, I'll be training. I'm here in Charlotte now. Uh, really just getting ready, um, you know, getting my mind, my mind right before this, this run. And, uh, you know, my body feeling good, ready for this conditioning test you guys are talking about. So, uh, no, <laughs> what, man, what is the I, conditioning test? What is the conditioning test? I'm curious because I covered the Dolphins for a wrong time and I never got a full answer of what the conditioning test consists of. What are they, what are they doing? What do you have to pass? Well, this year, I believe it's going to be different. Um, but in the past, it's been – uh, metabolic. So it's been 20 metabolics, which is uh, like a 40 yard, 20, 40 yard. I'm not going to say sprints, kind of like striders. Sure. You got to get them in about five seconds, I want to say. So it was like, so a, we'll do, like uh, a version of a beep test. In a sense, a little bit, yeah. Uh, so we'll do, we split it up in, in two halves. So we do uh, 10, 10, 40 yards, and then we get it like a half time, and then I hit another, another 10. Oh, man. I love that. But this this year will be a little bit different. So, no, it, it hasn't been too bad in the past. It's never really been too bad. But this year, you know, I think it. It, it'll be a little bit more. As it should be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jerry Chin's elite, man. He's it, got it, it. And he's chiseled up. Yeah. So, you talked about preparation. You're only three weeks away. But you led the team in tackles last year. You led all rookies in tackles in 2020, man. What's the ultimate goal for you as an individual this season? Uh, for me, my focus is taking the ball away, man. I need I need to get the ball in my hands. And, you know, that, that's that's my main goal right now is, is being more effective and taking the ball away. I think that will help the team, uh, not just myself, but the team in general, the defense as a whole. And I think it can impact – it does impact winning. And, you know, that you look at turnover margins and you see the takeaways, they result in wins. 
So, you know, that's my big thing this year. So you're just trying to remain King Swiper, huh? Check the ball, King Swiper. Yeah, it's a king swipe. I like this. Uh, we're just going to call this the safety series on Ken Levick Alive because the only NFL players we ever have are safeties. Justin Simmons, uh, Jeremy Chin. Like, we're just going to keep rolling safeties through. That's what we do here, uh, which is bizarre, but they're the, they're the best. They're the best athletes, I think, on the defensive Three, side four. of the ball. Um, one more thing. This is very important. Tuesday, Stone and I noticed that you had taken to Twitter and you tweeted the following. I make fire breakfast, but everything else, I just don't be feeling it. <laughs> So my question to you is, uh, do, you, do you not enjoy eating lunch and dinner, or do you just not enjoy making lunch or dinner? You just appreciate the preparation that goes into breakfast. How do we translate that tweet? Um, yeah, first of all, I love breakfast is my favorite meal of the day. Okay, what are we getting? Uh, what are we eating? What, what's, yeah, what's the fire what, breakfast What's the Jeremy Chin fire breakfast? Yeah, so I could I could really get into it. You know, I can you know make the the eggs, the sausage. I can make the pancakes. You know, what I'm saying I could right. make you know like a little a little egg, little casserole, bacon in the oven, all yeah. this and that. <laughs> you know, or I could keep it simple. But uh, as far as like the lunch and, and dinner, like I I can you know I can cook a little bit if I put my mind to it. It's just like I never put my mind to it. You know what I'm saying? I'm never feeling it. Yeah, it's later in the day. But you're not as, gonna, you're not as alert. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Right. I totally get. I'm with you. Breakfast is the best meal of the day. There's no doubt about it. And after I cook breakfast, after I cook breakfast, like I already cooked once today. I'm not, you know, I'm not. I'm not just about to be cooking all day. Oh yeah, oh, you got no more energy you, on the stove. You got stuff to do, man. Yeah, there's no. <laughs> if you're gonna do anything, it's gonna be yeah. a crock pot of sloppy joes. Yeah, like, that's, that's exactly what you're pulled pork. That's exactly what you're doing. I like that. Jeremy Chin with you a very, me. very, very good answer on that. Uh, Jeremy. Really appreciate you coming on. Uh, really great stuff. Uh, enjoy your last three weeks before you get out there. Kill that conditioning test, and uh, we'll talk to you once we get into season, okay? All right. I'll see you guys. I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Tell Baker we said what up, too. <laughs> I got you. All right. And I, so here's, uh, here's what I think is going to happen is Stone is going to text Jeremy because you still got the personal cell phone number, right? Like you're not you're not DMing Jeremy. You're you're in enough with him where you've got the cell phone number. Come right? on, man. There's no way you're not texting him for an autographed photo of Baker Mayfield yeah, or know, a helmet. You know, it's too early for that. It's too early for that. Maybe if if Baker's still on the roster, because I don't think they play Miami this season. No. And so if they play them next season and they come back down to Miami or vice versa, I might just slip it in. Like, yo, you know, leave one of his headbands. You know, and outside the uh, locker room, signed headband. Uh, but other than that, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that. I'll, I'll, I'll finangle my way oh, in there. One don't way. act like you're not better than that. <laughs> don't act like that. Leave because, his water bottle. In yeah, his locker. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you've only been in this industry for six <laughs> seconds. There's no way that you still don't think about getting a piece of memorabilia from a player autograph. Yeah, I, I still get in trouble actually at work. My part-time job at Hard Rock uh-huh. Stadium. Like I'll be there taking pictures of them coming out of the locker room or like talking to one of the, and I just get in trouble all the time. I know, I know, because you can't help yourself. I want to thank Jeremy Chin. If you missed any part of that Ken Levick Alive podcast, free wherever you get your podcast. Jeremy Chin on Baker Mayfield, and I love. I love his message to Theo. Like, he's part of the squad now. Straight up. Yeah. He's Theo, a Panthers fan, but yeah. not a fan of Baker Mayfield. Is Theo, is Theo going to be, and listen, I'm not a Baker Mayfield fan, but is Theo in or is Theo out? Is he going to act like a man or is he going to be soft? You know what? I think Call we him can, out. Yeah, we can forever deem him a bandwagon 
fan now oh, at this leaves, point. Oh, he leaves, he's a bandwagon fan. Yeah, because it, it just doesn't work like that. Yeah, you know, absolutely Sometimes you got to live with things. you got to trust the organization right. that they're making the right decision from the top down, and who are you to go against it? No, I didn't want to tell Jeremy. I'm not sure what they've done to actually trust the organization other than draft <laughs> Jeremy Chin in 2020, but I digress. He's Stone LeBanowitz, Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. <laughs> From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Back here on Ken LaVica Live, Steve Palatino asks Steve's coming up at the top of the 1 o'clock hour, our Friday finale here on Ken LaVica Live. And again, we want to thank Jeremy Chin. That was cool to catch up with him. He holds you in high esteem. I thought for sure we were going to get tales of him picking you off in practice. He's too, yeah, he, okay, also he lied about not picking me off. I remember vividly a couple of times. He got you. Him coming down the middle, trying to complete a dig or a post, and him taking it the other way, and then handing me the ball. Like I, That's what I remember the most. Him running to me in a 7-on-7 seven seven drill and handing me the ball. But he's too, <laughs> he's too good of a guy to admit it. Uh, in college, during games, if you would throw a pick, would you ever try to go make the tackle, or would you just run away to the sideline? Oh, I'm a, I'm a bit, I'm very savvy when it comes to that kind of stuff. So uh, if there's like three defensive linemen followed by a linebacker, I'll, I'll lay on the ground and trip them like bowling pins. <laughs> and, and usually the guy with the ball will end up uh, having to slow down, and then one of my teammates will come in. I've done it a few times that's successfully. Because then you can tell the coaches like, "Hey, I, I was hustling, but also." I was keeping myself out of harm's way. Exactly what I said. <laughs> that is absolutely excellent. Hey, uh, how about we get to a Baptist Health Orthopedic Care Injury Emporium? Hut! Green! Hut! Hut! Oh, no. There's a man down. Last night in San Diego, we had a really scary moment. We had a collision in left field, this courtesy of Padres Television. I work retail. In the air to shallow left. Long run. Look out! Abrams makes the catch, but cleats go into Profar. And both are injured. Jerickson Profar took a knee to the head. As him and his teammate went after a shallow fly ball, but that wasn't the story because Profar would get up and he's trying to walk to the dugout and as he hits the infield dirt, he just collapses. Just straight up collapses. So they thought he was well enough to walk back to the dugout. Turns out that he was in really bad shape and so... He's being evaluated, but that was scary. I don't know if I've seen that where a guy on the baseball field gets up and then he just lost his legs. He went down in a heap. So Jerickson Profar is the subject of our Baptist Health Orthopedic Care Injury Emporium. That um, the, the, the hit to the head is, is frightening enough. It's yeah. subsequent to that, though, where you really are like, uh-oh, something might be wrong here. And as a fan, you, he gets up, and you're like, oh, and you know, the crowd claps, and they're cheering, and then all of a sudden he drops, and then you got a whole other problem on your hands. Oh, my God. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists. 
that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptisthealth.net slash orthocare today for more information. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians and leading-edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash orthocare for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash orthocare. It is going to be in the Wimbledon final on Sunday. Maybe the most hated matchup in the history of individual sports. Get your popcorn out. Novak Djokovic, who most tennis fans dislike to hate, and Nick Kyrgios, who most tennis fans hate. Yeah, most definitely. Are going to be battling for the Wimbledon title. I this is Novak Djokovic's thirty second major final, and Nick Kyrgios is very first. And and Novak's looking to get back to within one yep. of Rafael Nadal, the all time Grand Slam count. Nadal had to pull out with an ab injury, so Kyrgios just got straight line into the final. Kyrgios, we found out during Wimbledon, where he has been fined for spitting at a fan and fined for boorish behavior, and he's a month away from a court date in Australia over a sexual assault claim. Yeah, and domestic violence. Domestic violence claim, sorry. So, good times. Doesn't get much better than this for the sport of tennis, baby. Anti-vaxxer who tried to bully his way into the nation of Australia for the Australian Open before being banned and deported uh, against the guy who is going to an Australian court Amidst domestic violence claims Sunday for your Wimbledon championship. <laughs> Anti-vaxxer, anti-feminist. <laughs> oh, God, I, Nick I, Kyrgios. I, I honestly can't wait, I don't though. know if Nick Kyrgios is anti-feminist, but he definitely, yeah. it's a pretty heavy accusation. Domestic violence. So yeah. he's coming out there, lily white Wimbledon, strawberries and pop and circumstance, and he's doing court for domestic violence in a month. Yeah, I, I do see it getting a little chippy, too. But I, I think they're going to play out the antics a little bit. So if you're if you're a casual and you're not that big of a tennis fan... Oh, this is you're going gonna, to be... Because you know Kyrgios is going to be on one. On He's going to be pulling out all the stops. Underhand serves, oh, yeah. swearing. Tweeners. I, you know what I would say? I don't think that the match is completed. One of them is going to end up being disqualified. Yeah. Oh, so he, so so here's why that's not going to happen because the paycheck you get for finishing a match, especially a, a major final, final, okay, like that that paycheck for just finishing a match is ridiculous. But I, I mean, Djokovic hitting a ball at a ball woman, or Kyrgios dropping mf bombs on the crowd, <laughs> spinning at fans. Djokovic climbing into his coach's box to get uh, to get coaching from his his side. Something weird's going to happen. Something weird is going to happen in Kyrgios is going to completely melt down. Even if things are going well for him, he's going to find a way to completely melt down against Djokovic. He's <laughs> I, never been on this uh, on this stage before. I love it. And Kyrgios also doesn't have a coach. So in his box is his girlfriend and his best friend, and then his dad sits on the other side. And then his head. And then, and then and that's there's a problem. his head. And there's, then there's his head. But there has never been a more hated matchup for yeah, fans no doubt. in an individual sport in the history of sports than Novak Djokovic and Nick Kyrgios on Sunday. For, for for an older crowd, would it be something like a John McEnroe and a Boris Becker matchup? Like like similar no way, to... not even close. It's not even, well, that's good. I, I was hoping it's not Because McEnroe close. was violent. Nick Kyrgios is like different level of, wait, is he going to go into the crowd and smash someone's head in with a racket? For sure. For sure. This I'm is excited. going to be crazy. I think there's one clip before we go to uh, uh, 
get to the next hour. There's one clip that I want to show you. I, I don't have it, but I want to show you. It's it's yesterday's practice session. This is hilarious. And Nadal is on one court one, and Kyrgios is practicing on court three. The crowd is surrounding them. There's thousands of fans surrounding them. It's an, uh, open to the public. Nadal is just has three trainers on the court, yeah. and he's getting after it. Full robot. He's drenched yeah. in sweat. And then the camera pans to court three, and Kyrgios is wearing a tank top and, and, and slides, and he's hitting the ball back and forth at the court with his girlfriend. <laughs> his girlfriend's just trying to, <laughs> trying to hit it over. Oh, and it, this is going on simultaneously at the same That's time. That's hilarious. This so the, Wimbledon final is going to be it, – it's the final nobody wants to see win. It's going to be incredible <laughs> must-watch television. He's Stone the Banowitz, Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Lavica. I'm live. Steve Policino asks Steve's when we come back on ESPN 106.3.